This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about salad dressing. Oh, great. Something that scared me for most of my life. Yep. Yeah. We're going to have another therapy session here on <laughs> okay, Spilled great. Milk. We hope you all enjoy it. Next next week, we can talk about heights and girls. <laughs> 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 so uh, let's... let's Turn the clock back, as we often do. Um, what were what were the salad dressings of of your youth? Oh, the salad dressings of my youth. Well, my dad was was the uh, the vinaigrette maker in the house, and he used this Spice Islands. Um, I don't even know what it was called. It, it was like a, a vinaigrette seasoning. Okay. And that was sort of the base of his vinaigrette. Um, he used probably red wine vinegar, maybe white wine vinegar, olive oil. Uh, sometimes he threw in an egg. For an emulsifier, so an egg yolk, actually, I should specify, and uh, and usually a little bit of mustard, and then this Spice Islands vinaigrette, you know, seasoning powder, and it was so delicious. He would keep it in a little uh, pint-sized mason jar on the kitchen counter, and we used it on everything. Now the um, the seasoning powder was it was it anything like ranch dressing <laughs> powder? It was not. Although I did eat some ranch dressing in my youth, uh, you know, of course, out of a bottle. My dad would also sometimes buy uh, the ranch dressing powder and make it mm-hmm. that way. But I don't remember even eating enough ranch dressing to to use a whole packet of powder to mix it up. You know, I can I can tell you with with scientific certainty how much ranch dressing I consumed as a child. Yeah. So tell me about the salad dressings of your youth. None. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 until I was like, I don't know, a teenager, I had an irrational fear of condiments and salad dressing was perhaps foremost among them. And I wasn't afraid of salad. I just like plain salad. You know, have we talked about this before? Because yeah, I, was, maybe we have. I was afraid of condiments. Like if I had a hot dog as a kid or a hamburger, it was totally plain. No oh, ketchup, yeah. mustard, mayonnaise, none of that stuff. Same here. And like to this day, I don't like ketchup or mustard on things. I like very similar things with different names like barbecue sauce. <laughs> So, so at what point did you did you make the great leap into the world of salad dressings? I, I think the the other things came along before salad dressing. So, like, occasionally I could go for like one of those um, Chinese chicken salads where it's uh, got the soy sauce based dressing that seemed divorced enough from things like vinegar and olive oil that uh, that I could get with that. 
but uh, I don't I don't think I ever made a vinaigrette until I was an adult. Wow. And I mean, it does concern me how, how young the kids are making vinaigrettes these days. I know, you know. I know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. A, a sign of, of maturity that has come too early, perhaps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, and I should add, just to really come clean today, is that there was a phase in the mid-90s when my mother and I used fat-free bottled vinaigrette. Whoa. I know, I know. And I, I just want to I wanna say this here so that everybody knows. I, I have tried it, and it, it's, it's, don't do it. Now, did you ever marinate a chicken breast in bottled Italian dressing and then <laughs> bake it? <laughs> I, I think I may have. I think okay. I may have. I mean, you know, like... Because that's America right there. That is America. That is America. There are entire cookbooks based on what you can do with Italian dressing. I'm sure there are. You know, and, and just before we move on entirely to talk about homemade dressings, uh, I, I do want to give a little shout out to Paul Newman because, you know, rest in peace, Paul Newman. Because he's Paul Newman. Well, yeah, because he's Paul Newman. You know, there if, if you Google Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward, there is this beautiful photograph of the two of them with their little dog in like the 1960s. <laughs> and he is the most beautiful specimen I've ever seen. That's yeah, I not why that. I want to give him a shout out. I want to give him a shout out because he actually made a bottled salad dressing that is not horrendous. I lots of that Paul Newman stuff is good. We yeah. should we should we should talk to their marketing people. We definitely should because I, I like his spaghetti sauce too. Okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's talk about making some vinaigrettes. Okay. So, uh, how do you do it? <laughs> I mean, we, we 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 just had your vinaigrette, and one thing one thing I noticed about it is uh, that it has a great balanced flavor, but it is definitely more vinegary than most, which I like. I like sour things. So, a traditional vinaigrette recipe is usually one part vinegar to three parts oil, and okay. that's that's kind of the the common wisdom that that's where you want to start. I like to turn that on its head a bit. I use. Are you ready for this? I am. I'm getting nervous. I'm I'm quivering in my seat. I use three parts vinegar to five parts oil. No. Yes, so over half vinegar. Now, that said, you really, you know, you can't just throw in three tablespoons of vinegar and five tablespoons of oil and expect it to taste the same all the time. Right. Depending on the vinegar, depending on the oil, I might go up to six, maybe seven tablespoons of oil if the vinegar is particularly strong. Okay. The vinaigrette that we tasted today was about three to six. So one to two rather yeah. than the usual one to three. And uh, I use a lot of mustard. Mm-hmm. I could taste that too. Decent amount of salt. Sometimes I throw in some shallots, macerate them in the vinegar before you mix the vinegar into the rest of the dressing. You know what I like to do sometimes is um, roast shallots and put those in there. That would be great. It's really roasted good. Roasted shallot vinaigrette? Yes. Yeah. Does this sound good to you or are you still freaked out at the thought of salad dressing at all? No, it does sound good to me. I, I'm, I'm a grown up now. It happened It happened sometime. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in salad dressing terms, I think I grew up sometime around age 27 or something. I think the other thing to mention is that, so when I'm making my vinaigrette, I really think carefully about two things, and those. Two One things, is Paul Newman. Paul Newman. I, I'm always thinking keep him, about keep him Paul in your mind at all yeah. times whenever cooking. I'm thinking about him right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, I uh, I choose my mustard carefully, and I choose my oil carefully. <laughs> and um, for mustard, I highly recommend not using Grey Poupon. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, Grey Poupon, you are not the mustard for my salad dressings. But but I I feel like I'd be letting down the guy in the in the limo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, um, anyway. Okay. So what I was trying to say is I don't like Grey Poupon in my salad dressing. It, it you know, part of part of what Grey Poupon loves to uh, to say about itself is that it has wine in the recipe. Grey Poupon, that, that's true. Grey Poupon loves to to talk about the fact that it uses wine, which makes it a very high class mustard, obviously. Yes. I think that wine gives it um, a, a bit of a fruity bitterness when you use it in a vinaigrette, especially if you use it in anything more than a very small quantity. Okay. I recommend using um, a, a couple other different brands of Dijon mustard, which we'll write about on the website. The other thing I would say is choose an olive oil that, whether it's whether it's a cheap olive oil or a good olive oil, choose one that has a nice, big, round, smooth flavor and a lot of flavor. So not like a really throaty, bittery tannic olive oil yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't choose one that's you know for example really green or grassy something that you might want to you know i don't know drizzle over a piece of fish or something okay i would i would choose something that is um definitely more round on the palate now we've talked about the oil we've talked about the mustard what what is your vinegar philosophy well, my vinegar philosophy is um, I don't like balsamic vinegar very much in okay. vinaigrettes. I, I do like a little bit of it, but I would never make a vinaigrette solely with balsamic. It's pretty potent, and um, and it can get pretty sweet. So for me, for my everyday vinaigrettes, I like red wine vinegar or white wine vinegar, or sometimes I'll take the same dressing formula and do maybe half lemon juice and half champagne vinegar. And oh, that's that sounds really good. nice, too. I like um I like lemon juice especially if I'm going to be serving like making like a steak salad. I think lemon juice works really well with that. Yeah. Now my standard vinegar is sherry vinegar. And uh I don't know someone someone said to me I it used to be red wine vinegar and then someone said to me, you know, uh the uh that salad you were talking about, that would be really good with sherry vinegar. And I'm like, you know, I've never really bought any sherry vinegar. And so I did and I uh, I made the salad with it and I've been making salads with sherry vinegar mostly since then. Do you use mustard most of the time? No, no, I usually don't. No, just oil and vinegar, maybe some salt? Mustard is one of those things that I'm still sort of scared of. Um, really? Yeah. And uh, like, I, you know, I, I would never object to it in a vinaigrette that someone else has made, but like the thought of scooping some mustard out of the, out of the jar myself, like that's getting a little too close <laughs> if, to the edge. What if I scooped your mustard for you? It, like every time? Sure, you just call me up, I'll come over, I'll help you make your dressing. Okay. Only if I'm in the neighborhood, though. <laughs> All right, yeah. um, you're on. you got to give me lots of advance notice. Okay. Enough about me and my my love for mustard. Okay. Let's talk about, about you. you and your dressing today, which had miso. Let's talk more about Paul Newman. My dressing today was, uh, was not made with red wine vinegar. It was not made with olive oil. It was not made uh, with any of that European stuff. Um, I did a miso dressing. Uh, I used white miso and uh, rice wine vinegar and uh, a little bit of sugar and pepper and canola oil because I wanted uh, a neutral oil that would just kind of help it stick to, uh, stick to the greens. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like, I like miso because it gives it, gives it sort of like a, a uh, mayonnaise-like body, but it doesn't, it's a very different flavor. You know, it's clearly uh, taking it in more of an Asian direction. But I think it can work with all kinds of foods. Like, I, I certainly wouldn't object to uh, eating a miso-dressed salad uh, with, with a burger. What I really liked about your dressing is that, um, is that it was very bright, that it had sort of the same consistency and the, the same brightness as the one that I made, but a very different flavor. It really, um, one thing that I, that I said to you when, when I first tasted it is that 
uh, it was also really smooth. I, I had had miso dressings before in like Japanese restaurants, and they always had a little bit of a gritty quality to them. But this was really smooth and silky, and it was delicious. Yeah, and I wonder if that has to do with the miso, or if maybe um, one thing I've noticed is they use a lot more sugar in most restaurant dressings than I would use at home. And I wonder if there's like some undissolved sugar granules going on in there too. Not to not to disparage any restaurant in particular, but that's pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you know, now that we've discussed vinaigrettes, I think we've I think we've been staying in, in safe territory. Here, yeah, really. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's crazy. go deeper, Matthew. Let's okay. go deeper into your subconscious. <sighs> let's talk about creamy dressing. <laughs> Is it okay? Can it's we okay. do this? Let's, okay. So, are, are you still averse to creamy dressings? Yeah, pretty much. So um, what's the problem here, man? I mean, ranch? You don't like ranch? You don't like a good buttermilk dressing? I don't like ranch. How about blue cheese? A good blue cheese dressing? I can live with a blue cheese dressing because I really like blue cheese flavor, but I wish it could be delivered in some other consistency. <laughs> a blue cheese vinaigrette. Right, exactly. I, and, you know, I, I totally will make a, you know, I'll make a vinaigrette and then throw some blue cheese on the salad. Well, no, that sounds fine, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I would like a you know blue cheese sort of whisked into a vinaigrette. No, I don't think I would There's either. Something about that that just. But I don't think I would like it any less curdling. than blue cheese whipped whipped into a creamy dressing. So what is it that that is this just a visceral thing? Is this a phobia, Matthew? It's, I think it's a phobia. It's uh, I don't know. It looks weird. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like salad, and it's got this like gloop glooped onto it. <laughs> gloop glooped. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I think I feel about it the same way I feel about like when I see a bowl of pasta and like instead of the, the pasta being tossed with the sauce, like there's white pasta and then like a red splat in the middle. I, I feel the same way when I see like creamy dressing that hasn't been carefully anointed onto each piece of salad green. You know, I, I I love creamy dressings, but the one thing I have to say is that I, I know what you mean okay. by that. And I do, Good, because I'm not sure I did. <laughs> I do think that if you're going to use creamy dressings, you have to be selective. And I think that you need to use them on romaine. I'm very selective about that. <laughs> or I think you need to use them on romaine or some sort of hearty green. Because, for instance, today we used these beautiful little salad greens that were very silky and tender. And if we had tried to toss those with a creamy dressing, right. it would have literally turned them into like wilted slime. Right. Hence the, hence the iceberg wedge. That... That is a brilliant salad. You don't, you can't even get behind the iceberg wedge with no. like buttermilk dressing, some bacon. Could I have just the bacon? <laughs> 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 to try and get us away from this this terrible terrible topic, um, I just want to go on record as saying I think peanut butter in salad dressing is awesome. That sounds delicious. How would you use it? Well, you could. Uh, I mean, in Indonesia, there's gado gado, which is like vegetables and crispy uh, um, shrimp chips and like uh, peanut based dressing. Um, or you could just go uh, the white trash route and take some uh, some jiff and whip it up with some uh, some soy sauce and ginger and rice vinegar or any vinegar um, and uh, and sugar, and that would be really really good. Now, this isn't. Uh, so you've mentioned to me before that you make a Thai salad dressing. What is yes. that? Yeah, and I read about it in Bon Appetit. Oh, um, wow. Yes. Uh, excellent publication. <laughs> yes. Uh, thai salad dressing. Now, thai salad dressing, I love it. It's totally different from the vinaigrette philosophy because um, there's no vinegar in it. It's lime juice, and there's no fat in it. Um, and you would think this couldn't even work. Like, how does it stick to the stuff? And uh, the answer is you make a dressing with chilies, lime juice, garlic, sugar, and fish sauce. And then you just use a ton of it. 
Um, and so that's how it that's how it gets on uh, on the stuff is you just use more than you would expect. And there's like you know if you've got a pool of dressing at the bottom of the bowl, that is totally okay with and the Thai so salad dressing. So this is what you would use on a green papaya salad oh, or yeah. a green mango salad. Would you also use it maybe on like a romaine salad? How do you think that you would could be? totally do that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I never thought about that. I've only used it on Thai-ish things. Yeah, or, you, you know, you could do a, a romaine salad and throw, like, some grilled steak on top, and that would be basically a totally authentic Thai salad. That sounds awesome. Wow. Okay, well, we'll put the recipe on the uh, on the old Spilled Milk website. Okay, along with our vinaigrette recipes. Can we yeah, do that? Yeah, we'll do that. We will definitely do that. We'll mention again the mustards that I'm so crazy about. Maybe we'll even link to that Paul Newman photo. I, I was just going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I, th- I think at this point in the show, we can safely stow my childhood phobias back into the vault where they belong. Oh, I tried. Well, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that puts the regret back in vinaigrette. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. The show that made Paul Newman roll over in his grave <laughs> in a happy way. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.